0: There you go, Jeff. Now, I I wanted to lead with the theme song of uh, Pulp Fiction, but I had to put it into some context because we're going to talk about a really uncomfortable subject today. We're going to talk about discomfort, right? That we are. Okay, so one of my favorite quotes is, discomfort hurts, but comfort kills. That's a good quote. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> I like that. I wish, it? I I don't know who said it, but I've seen it. You know, it's one of those things that's sort of like this. Uh, I like to call them just pithy aphorisms, you know. A what? Uh, a pithy aphorism. Like just a phrase that people say all the time, you know, that is meant to make you feel better about something or, or put, a, put something into context in life, you know. One of those quick and dirty explanations of how life works. A pithy aphorism.
1: <laughs> that's like saying
0: you are good at that. that so if you would come to my teacher training because my, my this is a real side note um, but a lot of my trainees are really struggling to learn Sanskrit mm-hmm. and so uh, you as a brazilian jiu-jitsu guy that just whips out some sanskrit like that that was pretty impressive you, you
1: gotta have one there's gotta be like something like is you that know, the one yeah i don't know anything else oh no i know i know prasarita.
0: uh-huh
1: i know uh you even butchered that but that's did right. I, what's <laughs> that one prosarta prosarta yeah oh okay Okay,
0: so anyway, we're, Maybe we're getting, talking about we're getting way off track, but like, uh, you know, I just think about when I think about uh, the fact that comfort kills somehow, So I, do, I can't even explain it, my mind just went to Pulp Fiction, because, you know, that's what I think about. Um, all day long, pretty much, is movies and um, violence. Wait, explain that, the... Uh... That's what I think. I'm a yoga teacher, I've been teaching yoga for 10 years, and so I just think about movies and violence.
1: No, I get it. We're, so, *Pulp Fiction*. How's that playing to comfort?
0: Well, I just was thinking about the 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 phrase "comfort kills," and uh, and I was thinking about like we're, we're this not, is my thing. I every word...
1: week, I have to figure out. Well, not last, not the one on changes. That was kind of <laughs> every literal. week. You have to figure that, out what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was that was literal. But the but this one took me.
0: That's why we're together, Jeff. Because okay. if I was just recording this show on my own. Like, no one would ever stop me and go, What the fuck are you talking about? There we go. Uh huh. So, we are talking about discomfort today and how discomfort is actually a really good thing and how comfort is really not such a great thing. And this was something that you wanted to talk about. So, obviously, you have some important ideas around discomfort. And when you were, before we went live, you were showing me pictures of you uh, doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And it looked pretty uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm looking at this Hatha yoga book here and nothing in that book looks comfortable to me. Right? So maybe, I never even thought about that. Yoga is the practice of being uncomfortable constantly. At least when I do it.
0: Well, I, th- I think, and I know that I've mentioned this before, I think that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is yoga. I think that when you're on your bicycle and you are trying to trudge up a mountain, that's yoga. What? <laughs> yoga see yoga uh, we're gonna have to stop and just slow down for a second. No, well my IQ is a Yo- lot
1: less than yours, so you what? My IQ is much lower than yours, so we gotta explain this to me.
0: No well if if for any reason your IQ is actually lower than mine, it's mm. really because you've just been taking a beating for the last ten years. And mostly I've just been lying down on my mat, you know, because I prefer to just lay down mm. and do, uh, do a couple of uh, deep stretches. But I actually, I don't think that's the case. But here here's the thing. Yoga, to me, is really more about the philosophy and the idea behind it, which is chitta vritta naroda, which is yoga is the cessation of the fluctuations of the mind. It's the ability to just slow the mind down. And mm. you can do that on a bicycle. You can do that on... Uh, uh, what do you call that? That mat—is that you just call it the mat? Yeah, the fighting mat. There you go. The mat. Yeah. So when somebody's screwing your head around like a like a a beer bottle, you know <laughs> that's yoga. It's and you've told me that too. You, no, you I just, when, I when you're really taking forced, a beating, it's forced yoga. Oh, uh, that's a good way to put it.
1: <laughs> so maybe my partner's just helping me along.
0: Yeah, because and I just
1: have to let him know before he breaks something.
0: Right. So when you're on your mat, and you've t- you've told me this, you've told me this many times that like if you are really taking a beaten and you're really just getting disassembled, you have to just go back to the thought "I am." I that well, I don't know if other people do that, but that's something
1: somebody I I used to study under this guy some Zen stuff, and he was like, "That's the only truth. The only truth you have is is I am." So everything else, he's like, might be a perception. He's like the, you know,
0: I thought about and this. Whether and whether he knew, knew it or weird. not, he practiced yoga because that's a that's a yoga idea. Mm. Is just trying to be aware, yeah, that you uh, are really exist and you're really only in in existence in the present moment. Yeah, yes. So I was
1: like, if I can do that, I can orient myself. So that's like the it helps me,
0: right? Mm-hmm. So well. That. What what else helps you as far as uh, dealing with discomfort? Because I think that you and I probably agree, but we have different means to that end. What helps me, man?
1: Like I probably it's more of a question of I need help. I'm probably here more for a therapy and advice session than (laughs) than the other side of the coin on this one. But uh, I don't know what to say when you're uncomfortable. It's scary, super scary. I get scared. How does that show up for you? How does that show up for me? Wow, I'm putting on the spot here. Um, well like what is, dis- wh- well, what is
0: discomfort saying- feel like to you? Because Discomf-
1: like- okay, discomfort just feels like it's uh, uh, newness can be in some ways like can be oh yeah uncomfortable. Putting yourself into a situation that that is unfamiliar. Things like that. that gets scary. Well, it's scarier prior. You know what I mean? Because you make it into something much larger in your head. And usually afterwards, I went and tried gymnastics for the first time last week. And I got to say, going in, my girlfriend going in, like I could tell she was so tense and uh, being really quiet in the car. And then we get there and afterwards, it's it, she's, you know couldn't stop talking about it and raving about it, but the idea of putting yourself into a new situation with new people, uh, something that you've never done before, being, being a, a beginner, beginner
0: is uncomfortable. There we go. For sure. But
1: not only that, but I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Like, go back to yoga. Like, I know that there's positions I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. So maybe doing stuff that you're not good at. There's like, like Eagle. <laughs> it's just not built for Eagle. I try to do it and I struggle through it, but that's a good point, because that one I can't even begin to do, so it doesn't make me that Okay, so
0: I'm going to stop you right there, because I would bet you I could get about a thousand people on this show tomorrow that would go, Eagle sucks. And one of those people would be me because it is uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable pose. There's so much going on in that pose. that like It's not
1: that uncomfortable for me now that I think of Mm -hmm. it because I'm so far away from getting into the pose that it's actually pretty comfortable. It's almost like a rest (laughs) for (laughs) me. But there are certain poses that I don't know the names of them. Um, What is the Indian word for the one where you try to put your head under your leg? While you're in a lunge position, that one's really uncomfortable and I'm getting closer and closer, oh, but I can't tell you the pain that I feel doing it.
0: Really? Because for me, doing that is like taking a nap. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's like, it's impossible. Come on.
1: Yeah. Well, no, so I mean, so there's that kind of thing where like I I'm almost like getting ready to do it and knowing it's going to be horrible, like getting, knowing sometimes I just get aggravated going to one of my training sessions, knowing it's going to be horrible. Right, and you're just like, oh, an hour left of the and training. See,
0: that's where that's where it's really forty five minutes
1: left to the training. When oh, you talk, 10 uh, minutes.
0: yeah, when you talk about the mat that you that you train on, mm-hmm. when you do uh, jujitsu, and the mat that I get on, and all the people that step onto a yoga mat here at at the studio, it's really the same because a lot of times I'm rolling out my mat, going, oh man, like I am tired, I am stiff, I am sore, I'm stressed out. Like it is, it's that, it's that prelude when you realize Mm -hmm. it's when you look at a mountain and you're going, I got to climb that. Yeah. But when you get to the top of it, you're looking down at the view and you're going, holy shit, this is awesome up here.
1: Well, I just think if I'm left to my own device, it's I'll choose the, I'll choose the comfortable path and the comfortable path isn't so comfortable missing the workout, staying home and sitting on the couch. But that – like the pain from that lasts hours and hours and hours as I kind of beat myself up like knowing I should be doing something and not doing it. So I don't like that feeling. And then I go and – I'd rather go sit there and take my medicine and go do the training or whatever and I know that I got one hour. Exactly. You know, want two hours, whatever it is. And then I know also at the end of it – is there'll be like a sense of accomplishment or something along those lines of
0: doing what I know I, I have to do? I feel I have to do. Well, see that gets to the to our, our really the the crux of our theme today, which is discomfort hurts, but comfort kills. Because yeah, yeah, if yeah. you just lay there on your couch and don't challenge yourself, then you know how sweet would that be? And yet that's killing you. Yeah, that's killing you. Yeah, there's no, there's
1: no, like, there's no dream behind it. There's nothing fueling it. It's just, I don't even know what to think about that. That's it's just like, you're, you're just, uh,
0: dying. Lack of comfort for better or worse. And uh, almost always for the better breeds excitement. So, right. That's and comfort, right. Yeah. comfort offers nothing but boredom. Like complacency, apathy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the, there's, there's nothing that fuels comfort. You know what I mean? I guess you can get fuel to the place of getting comfortable, but that's just like this sort of like human manufacture. It's like, oh, I'll be comfortable. But it's like nothing really good happens in that place of, of comfort because as soon as you get there, the change is occurring. If you get to this place of comfort, like you achieve that place and you stay there, then you start to rock.
0: The idea starts a lot. Isn't it horrible, though, that that is the very thing that we are trying to achieve? We're trying to achieve. We're trying to achieve
1: comfort, and that kills us. Well, I don't know. If you guys think of somebody off on their odyssey, you know, and it's like the whole idea is to get back to home. You know, but as soon as they get home, they're just like, okay, let's get off on the next adventure. So, I mean, maybe – like, that's true. You need rest. You need recovery. Like the, I guess those types of things occur like mentally and physically. You need those things, a sense of home. Um so comfort I think is a great goal, but it can't be the end goal. Right. You know what I mean? It's kinda like uh comfort would be almost like maybe the the the, the gold medal. But then I think you gotta get back you gotta get back to trying whatever it is you going to do. Sure. Be trying.
0: So home is something that you return to. Rather than like know,
1: recalibration would be like home sure. base. that's a good word
0: thanks yeah yeah you're right welcome. up there with capot- but, and, and so <laughs> and let's just let's just talk a little bit about like your life and your house because uh, when we're talking about sort of our environment that makes us comfortable right uh, I've been to your house many times and you have a you got a beautiful place and yeah uh, let's let's face it you got a nice couch. You got a nice TV and a nice kitchen and it would be easy to just sit there and make some nice food go sit on the couch, watch the TV. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Mm-hmm. But I just, I love you and I have so much admiration for you because even though you have that nice environment, you do spend a great deal of time on the yoga mat, uh, doing gymnastics, learning new skills. Getting on your uh, uh, fighting mat and 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 training all the time with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, so it's again that's the point I wanted to make is that like the end goal isn't to just create a perfect environment and nest there and stay there and and let's face it, get soft, but yep. like it's something that you return to, you know, as a as a respite. You go back there and you recover. The, the best rest is the rest you earn. Yeah,
1: best. yeah, I like that one. The the thing about the, about it's not even so easy as that though because it's like a, a an oversimplification on some levels because it gets complex because okay so you get out and you do all sorts of stuff so it's like whether it be I get out of my comfort zone well sorry I go to I've got my day I go to work I go to uh, my training I go to jujitsu I go to the yoga class um, I come home and I read you know like let's just say. It, that's my day. And you would look at it and say, okay, wow, that, what a day that's packed up and look at all this stuff you're doing inside of that, that sort of um, box is its own little war. Cause now I go to the training and it's I like, this is what I have to fight against daily. Not like that same hour making it into, do I just go through the motions or do I absolutely push myself to the, you know, the nth degree on the mat? What am I doing? Am I like pushing myself to like my limits, putting myself into discomfort or am I just kind of going through the motions and, and, uh, but I'm here and I'm doing it, which, which is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's days that I guess should be like that, but there isn't growth in, in that comfort. If you just did just the poses that you were good at, that would be one thing. right? And that's coach, something that I'm
0: constantly, you yeah. know, teaching, uh, myself and teaching my, my students and teaching my trainees mm-hmm. is that if it's, – uh, it's the old adage of the, the tennis player. The, you have to play somebody better than you. Mm-hmm. And generally, if there's a pose that's better than your capability, then that's the pose that you have that's to you be. For. That's where you got to be. That's where you got
1: to be. And fighting, it's all the time. It's like I, – I mean I'm guilty of it. It's like I go to the stuff that I'm comfortable with. But you get found out. You know what I mean, and right. that sucks when like you kind of just get found out, and then you know, you know it's one of those things with I, I watch with MMA guys all the time. Some guy like not the best guys, but the guys who maybe don't succeed at it are the ones who they just don't evolve. Not only don't they evolve, but they work on the things that they're really good at.
0: Right. And that's, uh, you know, I was not, uh, I I gotta be honest, I was not even aware of like the UFC until I met you years ago when uh, you came and did yoga. And and I was like, wow, this is just dudes beating people up. Mm -hmm. And then it's really evolved for me into really admiring um, it as a sport because there are, it's like rock, paper, scissors, only on a larger scale, you Mm -hmm. know, a a wrestler can beat a, a this type of a fighter and this type of a fighter can beat that type of a fighter. And um, so to, to really be good at that sport, you have to have all of those skills. And that means you might have to go out and get good at a skill that uh, you need to beat an opponent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, I think when it gets really interesting is when you
1: get somebody who's a wrestler, but they outstrike the striker. Right. You know what I mean? Or you get or just the opposite. You know where you get somebody who's just like is great at jujitsu, and then they out wrestle the wrestler. Something along those lines. That's where that's where greatness comes in.
0: That's like yeah, that reminds me. See, I'm going back to the movies again. Remember the Rocky movie when the trainer tied his right arm to his body so he couldn't punch with his right, and he had no, 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 no. He was a southpaw. Okay, the other way around. Yeah, Rocky's well, a see, southpaw. Uh, see, Jeez. I should not have. I should have not have brought up Rocky. Well, if it you was Rocky Two that we're referring to, <laughs> is he sticks
1: to a game plan for the whole fight? Remember that, and then like he, but then he gets stuck. Like then he wouldn't go back to his strength, but then he finally does, and
0: it was a really good ending. Right. So how can we apply that to yoga? Let's see here. So I guess the point is, is that like if you are the type of yoga uh, student that comes onto the mat and you do all the poses. But you really struggle with an arm balance and so that's the time in which you take the water break and you towel off. You know, That's the time when you really have to just be consciously like, this is the place I have to go to. Because if I'm not, I'm staying in my comfort zone and there is no fucking magic in the comfort zone.
1: Well, here's the thing that I think – because we can go talk about this till, uh, all day. And... Let's
0: do that, Jeff. <laughs> Let's talk about this all
1: day. we got 45 minutes. Um, but, uh, so the dilemma is this is so we could talk about that. And if I'm left to my own device, I tend to make the comfortable decision. You know what I mean? But if it's mountain climbing, let's just say it's mountain climbing. And if I'm just the one doing the mountain, I'd be like kind of trudging up. I'd be like, this is cold and this kind of sucks. And, uh, I just, I'll just go home, you know? Right. That commitment kind of wanes for me. But if I'm part of a group, like a badass group, I I, I mean, I'm pulling my weight. You know what I mean? It forces me into like – like there's one goal here for the group. Like the group becomes bigger than the individual on some levels and I rise to that occasion. But left to my own device, I don't. And I think –
0: You have just spoken to the very ethos of Warrior Academy Yoga and that was completely unplanned and unscripted. But like – that really is it that's why people practice yoga together that's why they train together and that's why people come together in sort of a, a community or a tribe around discomfort because there's a there's an old uh, adage mm-hmm. in Kenya which is that if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together yeah. and people will go farther together up that mountain With this group that you train with, and I know a lot of those guys, badasses, and it's the same way. I I see a lot of the you know I have a community of people that are always coming into the studio, and you're one of them. And just like, all right, let's do this. Let's get uncomfortable for an hour. It's I'm just in my experience, and I feel like
1: I probably, you know, I think people's perception of me or what they would consider is I'd be on the higher end of self discipline, maybe. And I'm letting you know right now. So I'm a, and on that.
0: That's bullshit. Point. I'm calling bullshit because I see you come into the studio and the first thing you do is you grab the peanut butter cups every time, the potato chips. Yeah, but that's a plan. That's <laughs> a plan. I plan that. <laughs> no, I, I – I, I, in all seriousness, you are – they are very <laughs> – those are pop chips. Yeah. TM. Um you are extremely disciplined. And so, that's no, why no. I love that's hanging the, around you because you're a great, you're great inspiration.
1: Th- that's perception. But here's what the cheat is. So this would be the life hack. I put myself into groups. So it's like as far as awareness training, I'm part of a men's awareness group, a mindfulness group of, uh, of men. It meets every Thursdays. That I it, it, They push the hell out of me. I think I'm the youngest guy in that class by about 20 years. And I'm like 73. Right.
0: So the, uh, These are really tough old dudes then. Oh, yeah. So, but I'm just
1: saying, and their wisdom, I mean, I just sit there and and absorb it, you know? So that's one way of doing it. So it's like, oh, you know, that's why people are in book clubs. That's why people come to yoga class. That's why people go to a jujitsu academy. I've tried to do yoga with a DVD at home and you absolutely can do it, but
0: not consistently. And
1: and, and some people do do it. Not consistently. No way. I don't know anybody. So even P90X, which is you get real results out of that? That's thirty days. I think you but try and do that consistently for for years. I think you'd get really, really like bored with it.
0: I've been waiting, I don't know, a couple of years for P ninety one. Like this is bullshit. What do you mean? Well the next one? What's what's after that? Oh now they have what? Like
1: insanity and other stuff? What's insanity? That's, so, <laughs> so you've been waiting in the like for the wrong line. They came up with other stuff. Oh, really? It's at Beachbody's uh, company. They come out with all sorts of stuff like that. Anyway, Scott and I will have a conversation about this. Off you're going to
0: – I need to catch up and watch Christmas some Christmas is around the corner. We'll be getting
1: you uh, in Sweet. Standing. So – but I just think like if you were to go tell me, okay, Jeff, those CrossFit workouts, right? I've I've tried doing them alone. There's no way it's like the only way that you like survive that workout or even go to the place, that place of pain and suffering that it takes you to is with the group, at least with one other person.
0: You know, I, absolutely, and that's not a world that I can speak to, except for the fact that a lot of CrossFitters come to yoga and, you know, there's, there's just strengths that you get in maybe Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and they don't necessarily apply to yoga because i know you come into yoga and some of the the other fighters that that i know come into yoga and they really struggle yeah. in the exact same way that you know i would struggle on your mat right i remember uh-huh. i remember you giving me a boxing lesson uh-huh. and just that was really uncomfortable i felt completely uncoordinated like what step forward with my right foot and and jab with my left like mm-hmm. it was really uncomfortable so to bring CrossFitters into it, there again, they're exploiting certain explosive strengths, and it's the same thing. They come into yoga, and uh, I'm sorry, CrossFitters, they get schooled because they they have to use a completely different type of skill set.
1: No, but the cool thing about and I don't cross, I don't really do CrossFit, but here's what I think is very cool about we CrossFit. are going
0: to get beat up. By CrossFitters. No, 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 because
1: I, I have admiration on the CrossFitters, because what I feel like they have is they build a level of mental toughness and determination, so they come into yoga and they might struggle through it, but they will never give up on their postures and poses in yoga. Like, they're mentally, they become very tough. I've noticed when I have tried it over the years, if I do it with some degree of consistency, my jiu-jitsu improves, not just because of the strength training, but... I, I you can you start getting to this place of where you can like make yourself suffer. Mm-hmm. I think that's like almost like a the suffering muscle. Like you somehow have to create that. But also those CrossFitters, what I think is really cool about it is that putting themselves into uncomfortable situation doesn't become so terrifying. I see those guys like a lot of – you'll see crossfitters and they'll be in a yoga class. They'll be in a salsa class. They'll be in a this class, that class because I think what happens is, is that fear gets um, – it gets turned away or they're able to make themselves go to a place of – like the fear place becomes more exciting to them than scary.
0: Sure. and then And that is the person that is embracing discomfort. In order to lead a more comfortable life, you know, if you're willing to embrace that hour, that 90 minutes or whatever it is to be uncomfortable, it, it makes your life that much more comfortable. So if you, if you want to be comfortable, you have to be uncomfortable first. Now, generally what you'll get is one of two different results in, in that instance. And what I'm speaking about specifically is when say a CrossFitter or a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy comes to a yoga class, and you can speak to it from the other standpoint. But generally, you're right. I would agree with you that, uh, uh, and in fact, I had a couple in here the other day. Crossfitters that came to a yoga class and stubborn would not quit, even though they were really, really, really struggling. Mm -hmm. And my bet is, is that if I had two of them, one isn't coming back. The other one is because I took somebody out of their comfort zone. If you, it, I would agree that people who, who do CrossFit or anything that requires a lot of mental toughness, right? If once you get past that phase where you're a beginner and you get good at something, you want to stay good at something, right? Mm-hmm. So some of those people are definitely going to come and it's just like, oh, wow, this is a whole new challenge, right? And this is, you know uh, flexing the suffering muscle or the discomfort muscle, if you want to use that term. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, yeah, oh, man, that, you know, that was hard. And uh, this is hard in a way that I understand. So I'm going to go back and do that. So mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'm saying is that like being a yoga studio owner, I see a lot of fighters, a lot of CrossFitters, a lot from every walk of mm-hmm. life, guys that are just on their bicycle You know, eight hours a day and some come back and some don't because yoga can yoga can really push those buttons. Because when you're on your mat, even though we're here together collectively, when you're on your mat, that 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 sort of two foot by six foot rubber or plastic that you're on Mm -hmm. is a no bullshit zone. You're 100 percent accountable. You can't blame anybody else for what's happening on your mat but you. And No, I get that. That's a, that's a good thing. I'm just saying like for for any individual,
1: I think it's like – I was just saying going in and being the beginner I don't think is the dilemma for them anymore. I think whether yoga speaks to them or not, who knows? Whether the instructor speaks to them or not, who knows? I, I What I was saying is in terms of the life hack, I think as far as – if you're going to put a strategy to put yourself in discomfort so that you know you can grow is – I just think you need, a, you need to have a, the right peer pressure. You need to have – everybody needs a coach. You know what I mean? It's, it's – I, I mean I watched George St. Pierre last night. He's a team of coaches. You know, or whatever it is. If go go look at a, at some of those op, uh, opera singers, they have voice coaches. Go, go look at some of the greatest actors that are out there now; they still have their acting coach. So I just think everybody needs a coach, and I just think it's like you're like, oh, I should do it alone. He does it alone. I do it alone. If you're looking at somebody who's pretty successful with what you think as far as being adventurous, as far as as um uh in their own personal development. I guarantee you they're surrounded by solid people and they're not afraid to gain coaching. And that would be the life hack I'd say for this session here is is um, to try and go it alone is – that's like that, – like, so the whole idea that, – that's suffering in and of itself. I think you're making it harder than it needs to be. If, if your choice is like these are the things I'm going to go do, then I think the big question is the, – the, mo- the initial question you say to yourself is what would I do if I wasn't afraid? I think that's like the big question. And then if it's like, okay, I would do this, then just go figure out what are the coaches, what are the people I need to surround myself with, or who are the people I need to surround myself with, and how can I get into groups that can help me create this?
0: Right. So the groups is, in, in my case, the, the yoga community, the people that practice when you're in the room with you, right? So I, I do want to say something about what you said, because of the most important thing that I got out of that was you said people and not person and what i think a lot of people do is they tend to have if they are seeking mentorship or or training or coaching in any way they they get one coach. So i'd like to employ this idea that you have around uh MMA fighters and having many coaches, right? Mm. Because i think that that is a great thing. And, and just like you, like i said, you're you're out there. You're i don't know what you know, wild hair went up your butt. So now you're doing gymnastics, you're doing Tai Chi. No, I went to a gymnastics class.
1: I do want to return to it. It was really great, and I'm going to make my schedule so I can do it. Right.
0: But I think, again, when we're we're talking specifically about yoga, what people tend to do is, oh, I like that yoga studio. Oh, I like that teacher. And then they sort of get into that groove, right? And the groove, just like the street when all the cars are going on it, it becomes the rut, right? Mm-hmm. If it, it, uh, like if you're, uh, off road, Mm -hmm. everybody sort of gets into the groove and then it's sort of hard to get unstuck. You're sort of on the rail. You get immersed in a habit, right? And you get immersed in a habit and then that in and of itself, even though, uh, you're coming to yoga and you're getting uncomfortable, right? Maybe at some point you're starting to phone it in. And at what point do you change that up? What point do you try a different teacher, try a different studio? And, and I can really say from a really honest place, I think that that is a great thing. I think that a lot of people want you to uh, uh, patronize their business and go to their business and invest all of your money in that. And I really see that in, in a not so pleasant way play out in, in yoga studios. And I really believe that the real growth is in looking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And just taking what works for you,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and discarding the rest. Mm-hmm. So let me I, let me tell you this really quick uh, metaphor because I think it's a powerful one, and uh, it's about Alexander the Great. Whenever Alexander the Great went, and when his armies were marching towards a con- country and that that he was going to try to conquer, they would always send out emissaries. They knew he was coming, right, and they'd meet him out before he got to their country or their city, and they'd offer him gold, they'd offer him land, they'd offer him slaves, or whatever the case may be. And every time these emissaries came out to meet him and tried to circumvent his, uh, you know, basically sacking and pillaging and all of that noise, they would would bring him all these gifts, and he would say, I didn't come here to take what you had to offer me. I'm going to take what I want, and I'll leave what I don't want. And that's what I encourage all of my students to do, all of my trainees to do, is that if something that I teach you works for you, then keep it. If it doesn't, let go of it and keep going out there Mm -hmm. and become Jeff the Great and Susan the Great and go out there and conquer and grab what you want that works for you and just discard the rest. Mm -hmm. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I see that as far as in terms of the comfort place. I mean, with any idea, like say a business, when you get into maintenance mode, you're at a very slippery slope anytime you get in maintenance mode it's like the like you're looking at death right which is okay it's kind of the natural process is there's going to be a death of whatever it is and then you got to get into rebuilding mode you know what i mean rethink rebuild and things like that there'll be enough pain that's going to get caused through the maintenance mode you know business is going to slip sales are going to slip all that kind of stuff if you don't get into that place where you're constantly like changing and reinventing, you know, things along those lines. So, um, because new stuff is always coming. It's like, if you were a a limousine service and you had a, you you did an incredible job as a limousine, I guess you weren't expecting Uber to come, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh God, we got to change stuff up. You get forced into the positions of having to change because, uh, that's just what the universe does to you.
0: How has that, how has that played out in your
1: life specifically? Oh God, you, you name it. You know, but, but the cool thing is from the ass kicking, like when things get really bad and you have to reinvent, it's painful when you're going through it because it almost feels like you're failing. And then all of a sudden you come out that you can you, well, hopefully you come out the other side and the, you know, the reward is that change because you have to do a very brave thing. You got to go change. And so then the reward like you know, is, is there's something grows out of that. You know, I had like, I mean, business wise. I got my butt kicked by another company that came in. It forced us to change everything. And then I went and thanked them later on because I didn't really love the direction that we were going anyway, which wasn't much of a direction. I think, like, we are standing still in a place. Right. But uh, – so, I mean, I just look at it, say, going back to the fighter mode. There's a very well-known fighter I know who is here. And he – after he lost, which is painful, he realized that he was too comfortable in his training. So – he packed all of his bags and literally moved to California and he was miserable for at first he didn't know anybody didn't know where to live didn't know anything and he had to go into all these new places and um, you know that's uncomfortable in of itself in the fighting community going into new fighting gyms right i mean talk about having an ex on your mat- on your back you know so um but fast forward he now Has amazing training. By doing that change, he created this life that he dreamed of because it was sort of right back to that old thing of what would I do if I wasn't afraid? I would go to this coach for this. I'd go to this coach for that. I'd go to this coach for something else. And I would live in Southern California. And I mean, talk about somebody who created the life that he was imagining. I mean, it's really unbelievable to see where he is in one year.
0: And that goes back to something that we we've talked about time and time again, uh, both on the podca- podcast and off, and that is being a change optimist. And and instead of just being able to manage change, to be able to embrace and actually um, instigate change. Yeah, you know, and that's the to be able to to get up off your couch and go like, you know, what I'm gonna I'm going to do something different now. Now it's uh, we're recording this in mid. November. And that means that the holidays are coming up and then the new year's coming up and now everybody's going to make that, that resolution again. And, um, I don't know why you have to wait till January one to make a resolution. You can make it fucking right now.
1: I seem to do it every year at Thanksgiving. I you think I'm so full from Thanksgiving. I get so bummed at myself for like eating so much that I, I think I, I do. I'm like a new, year, uh, not a, new, a Thanksgiving resolution type of guy.
0: And what what resolution did you make last year at Thanksgiving?
1: God, I don't know, you don't I even remember, remember
0: because all you did was eat and then you passed out and you thought about it for five seconds.
1: No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I I started working towards becoming a vegetarian after that.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I stuck okay, to it. Okay, there you go. Yeah.
1: So I awesome. did do that. I felt that horrible after four days of gorging myself.
0: And in the last year, you have become vegetarian. Mm -hmm. You've done a lot of uh, uh, training in in more esoteric areas. Yeah, like breath work, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, You've done you've you've been doing some tai chi. No, I started learning how
1: to do qigong.
0: Qigong, Um, and you just took a gymnastics class. I just I feel strongly
1: that I got to keep making myself a beginner. And then, yeah. See, because it's
0: it's not. See, for someone like you who trains and is a black belt in in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, it's not about finding the next greater physical challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just finding the next thing that's going to make you a beginner, and that in and of itself is challenging. Because I I I would imagine that uh, doing Qigong is not as physically demanding and punishing as you know one of your training sessions in. Brazilian jiu jitsu.
1: No, no, it's softer, and so it's like I gotta, you know, it takes a discipline. I, I, I haven't figured out all the benefits of it because I'm so just trying to learn the movements currently. So it's like I can't really put any intention into it because I'm just like, am I doing it right? Right. Um, but I don't know. It seems interesting to me. Like, I'm, and and uh, it meant something to the Chinese and other Asian cultures for many thousands of years. So I, I feel strongly there's something to it. Right. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I like that. And then gymnastics, I think that's completely foreign to me on a lot of levels, but,
0: uh, I'm, I'm interested I'm peaked. And you've, uh, been sort of on and off the yoga mat, right? That's sort of, yeah, comes... but I'm
1: committed to every day I go through a routine. I learn stuff from you. I learned that there isn't a day that goes by that I don't, I will not go do jujitsu without doing the, this kind of a yoga Inspired warm up that I do. Right. So even though I'm only on your mat maybe a couple of times a week, if you go ask anybody at the academy, I, I I'm like the guy in the corner who's doing my little routine. You're the
0: weird guy in the corner. The weird guy doing,
1: doing... Like kung fu kata. <laughs> <laughs> Not the kung fu's weird. Just saying If I were to do it without really knowing, it would look
0: weird. It's it's this kung it's fu this, people don't kill me. Yeah, it's the same for me because before my uh, students come in uh, for me to teach them a yoga class. You know, I'm usually like going through my best kung fu moves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if you, you just started doing that one day in yoga. Everybody would be looking around. The crazy thing is they would listen to you and probably start doing it.
0: Yeah, right. It's like, I, th- I think that people generally uh, follow crazy. That's really sort of uh, uh, a lot of the idea behind Fight Club is that, you know, we, we get so caught up in living a mundane life living a comfortable life that when somebody just shows you that they actually life is the exact opposite and that seems crazy as hell people generally follow it i think that that the the film and the book fight club were not too far off of the mark mm-hmm. is that you know i i think that you probably got involved in fighting i got involved in yoga because i i was the idea actually seemed crazy when I first took a yoga class, and I took it, and I was just like, "This is crazy! I'm in this crazy hot room, contorting my body. This makes no sense." Where, where was the? What was that? The first yoga class you did? Um, I, you know, I'm not sure because it, I took several yoga classes years ago, sort of just back to back to back, just because I wanted to see, like, is this as weird as I think it is? So I went to several studios, but. You know, one of my first teachers uh was Desi and Micah Springer, so I want to give them a shout out. Hey, hey,
1: mine too. The first class I ever did was at Beekrum's in Boulder and uh Desi was the teacher. Really? And there's a woman there ran what was her name Radha?
0: Radha, Yeah.
1: Is that still there? I'm not sure. So anyway, that is, she was my first teacher.
0: Right. But well, it, first class. But it is uncomfortable, and you know. To be honest with you, I'm really trying to hold myself accountable to this conversation because I'm trying to think of the last time I was a beginner and the last time that I was really uncomfortable. You got to do it. Yeah. When was the? And I'm asking myself this, and I'm asking everybody that's listening. When was the first time, or when was the last time you did something for the first time? And yeah. and for you, it's been very recently.
1: I've you know I've always done that. I I, I had this weird sort of voice in my head that pushes me towards doing new stuff whether it be learning i was always like oh i want to learn a new language or i want to learn how to salsa dance or um it, you know stuff like that i'm always it's always sort of like this uncomfortable feeling that i should be learning new Growing. stuff yeah you know and then the, this was interesting cuz like, gymnastics, it's like, are you kidding me? You, somebody had that conversation. they me, like, oh, no, you peak by 15. You're peaked. So you have to be – to be in the Olympics, you have to be at least 15. Is that right? So you I get whatever it is. Sometimes it's a lot of timing because if you are 14 when an Olympic takes place, you can't get in the Olympic. I could be off on this. And – Then by the time the next Olympic rolls around, you're 17 or 18. So you're over the hill pretty much as far as gymnastics is is concerned. And I'm listening to this and it's like they're almost talking me out of going to a gymnastics class. And I'm like, wait a second. What am I thinking? I'm not trying to go to
0: the Olympics. I'm 44 years old. If you do the math, you actually would have peaked like 30 (laughs) years ago. So So yeah, why the hell? So anyway. I think that's actually all the more reason.
1: Well, well, no, so that's it. And then I go in there and I see it's not like that at all. It's like gaining those movements, gaining the flexibility, the strength in these very basic positions is – it's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think it will help me out in in yoga. It's going to help me out in jujitsu and things like that. So I think like as far as cross-training, it's terrific. But it's funny that I was like almost not going to go because – It was like, oh, yeah, I can't go to the Olympics. And it's like, wait, what am I thinking? (laughs) It was so silly. Right. You know, and I think that's the same way. Then, oh, well, I want to try anything new because what am I going to make of myself within that? Like, that's silly because I can't be be the best at it anymore, you know, compared to everybody else. Right. And I think that stops people a lot of the time. Like, oh, I'm going to go learn football? Really? Like, I'm not going to – what team am I going to go try out for? not even a, it's not even about that
0: it's never about that. It's no. not about that with yoga because I tell people all the time it's like it really has nothing to do with the pose when you're practicing getting good at a pose it's you're not really practicing getting good at that you're really getting good at just mastery. And mastery is it's a process. It's something that you can never be great at anything and stay great at anything. Mm. You have to keep working at it. Mastery is actually continuing to do the work and finding new work to do. So I think that that's a, a great uh, place to for me to be inspired from and you to be inspired from. Because although I think I've been doing a lot of new learning, um you and I've been having some great conversations off the air. I've got a ton of books on, you know, mm-hmm. that I've bought and I'm and I'm reading. So, but I think I had a friend recently offer me uh and you know, this isn't some big physical skill, but like a friend offered to teach me how to play a ukulele and I'm like, I need to get on that because I always wanted to play the ukulele.
1: So this is crazy what happened last year was this it's this time last year and I think it was like a transformative time for me. And I go out to see my buddy in California who's made this new life for himself. Right. And I was like, So, what did you do? Like, how did you do this? You know, I couldn't. And he goes, Okay, you want to know what I did? He goes, I. He goes, And just imagine me knowing how I am. And I'm always like, This is him telling me, Brendan's just like, I'm always too cool for school. Or I got something to do. Nah, I can't do that. I didn't know anybody. He goes, And I became yes, man. He's like – somebody would be like, oh, we're going on a hike today up in this one. You want to come? I, well, I – yes. <laughs> and all then right. I'd be like, we're going to the beach today. We're going to go do this. Do you want to come? Oh, Well, I have to – yes. And that's all he – he became yes, man. So I was like, serious? I was like, that's – so this – now I know what my last year's New Year's resolutions were. Is I had one which was – and it's funny because you brought up my house, like, sting. I was getting, like, sucked into my house. Uh-huh. So it was, like, literally – I was out of the door at no matter what, didn't matter what was going on, I had to be out of the door within like 20 minutes of waking up and I had to be parked at whatever coffee house around town. And I went to if I actually should do a full review of pretty much every coffee house in town. Okay, so that's going to be a future podcast. I had to podcast. be there. I had to be around people in like a, like a, a boisterous environment kind of thing and like at work and like making myself getting out of like the the black hole of of working out of my apartment right you know so that was a huge change i got out of there the other one was Brennan's, like yes man and i started becoming yes man it was awesome we're going to the game tonight you want to go like we've got an extra ticket well I, yep what time yeah oh we're going to this place or that place you want to go i will yes I cool. Okay, so yes we're gonna
0: end on this note because you know one of my uh, one of my ch- uh, teacher trainees is uh, about to graduate, and one of her things that she's doing besides yoga is pole dancing. Did you know that Ooh, they're pole dancing,
1: as in like she's taking lessons at it, or yeah, like... I have seen I've seen the lessons on it on. Okay, that's gonna sound weird that I was watching videos, but I didn't mean. No, to no, that. no. That's, but I have seen like there's uh, it's wickedly athletic.
0: It it's wickedly athletic, and there's I think that probably nothing would make me more uncomfortable than trying to be sexy. <laughs> because like those days are wait. over for me. Are like, you gonna? You're gonna learn how to pole dance? No. Th- listen. Wait for it. Okay. So there is a class at this uh pole dancing academy for men, and you're a yes man. So no. I'm gonna ask you. No. no. <laughs> right now, say, Jeff. I didn't. Right say now. No. This is this is the whole conversation we're talking about discomfort. I want to go take a man's pole dancing class with you. Yes or no? No.
1: <laughs> no. And there I don't, you have it, folks. Like I don't want like to look at you there doing you, sexy stuff. I there you weird. have
0: it. We we have we have hit the wall. As far as I think, I feel goes. really
1: strange watching you. Like like.
0: Wait. No. All right. So Do you have to. Anyway. As I said, we have hit the wall. We know where, where uh, discomfort really, really stops us. So we're going to end on that note. I had such a fun time talking with you, as I always do. This has been Scott Anderson at Warrior Academy. Jeff Susskind. Have a great day, everybody.
1: Bye-bye. Go Broncos.